Hello folks, welcome to Infinity Foundation's Kurukshetra podcast. I'm your host Karishma Hemant Singhani. In today's podcast, you will hear a interesting conversation between Shri Rajiv Malhotra and Dr. Subramanian Swami talking about his expectations of Prime Minister Modi. So let's listen in. I have with me Dr. Subramanian Swami, a dear friend and ally on this uh, journey. Uh, I have a lot of regard for him. He is one of my most favorite uh, intellectuals and a mentor and a helper, supporter in many ways. We've had some amazing uh, conversations be- uh, before. Welcome, uh, Dr. Swami. And likewise about you. I have the same feeling. <laughs> well, we are friends and uh, we have uh, a lot in common. Uh, so I want to jump right in and uh, start by asking you what what do you think uh, uh, why do you think people elected the modi government versus how have they ended up performing have they lived up to that or not lived up to that well uh, in my opinion uh, a person who was watching this right after the shankaracharya's arrest in 2004 and my growing closeness to rss as a consequence of that event uh i think uh, there were three factors which could be ascribed as the reason for our uh, absolute majority victory uh, one uh, was a feeling uh, after this hindu terror and uh, so this uh, false arrest and so on a feeling that uh, hindus are being put upon by this government that is upa government and that therefore we must have to unite Uh, and that unity uh, led us to increase our vote i would say by 10% extra votes i mean uh, not 10% of the old vote but just 10% uh, aggregate vote added the second thing was the shock at the 2g spectrum revelations you know 176000 pocketed so on and therefore corruption anyway was an issue at all levels but now they felt the country might sink so there is feeling that these people had the the bjp was especially in gujarat there was a general reputation whether it's true or not but there was a general reputation that is everything worked very efficiently and there was no corruption uh, so that uh, um, catapulted uh, our party for one more reason the third one was that there was unanimity on leadership and modi came out as a uh, there are hidden factors which we didn't publicize but it went by word of mouth he was a backward class man uh, and uh, he was a person who had come from the status of a chaiwala to uh, governor of the chief minister of uh, gujarat so these things together Uh, enabled us to come to absolute majority as soon as the elections were over uh, the circumference took over and unfortunately many of us fell for it and uh, they began to say it's only his personality the media also has played it up it suited them so that uh, began uh, subject to diminishing returns the law of diminishing returns and we began to see that wherever there was some issue of hindutva we did extremely well assam we got absolute majority 
It was basically the Hindu feeling. In Delhi, people began to feel this is all bogus. So we lost, not only lost, you know, uh, only I think we got two seats out of 70. Yes. Uh, Bihar, the same thing happened. Uh, so, um, I think they, we didn't take a call uh, on it. And now we are come face to face with this problem. This is the basis on which I think we are now in a period of uh, what is saying, uh, feeling the buck has stopped with us and what are we going to do about it? So the, it was it was one on issues of substance and there were agenda. Yes. People talked about Ram Mandir and 370 yeah. article, all yeah. kind of specific things. Yeah. And there was also a negative vote against the other side because yes. they were corrupt and we yes. were supposed to fix that corruption, uh, bring all the corrupt money back to India from foreign countries. Uh, there were all these sort of factors which are very tangible and concrete. And now I think it's like those have slipped away, many of them have not happened. And the assumption is that it is one man's persona, personality, charisma that will carry the day. Absolutely, that is what happened. Now I think we are beginning to realize that that's not so. And may I say also that it was not just a projection of one individual, but the issues which emotive issues were in fact put on the back burner. Take Ram Mandir. No attempt was made to have an early hearing for it. Mm. It was I who went with a separate petition saying that this whole present litigation is only on property, whose property it is. But I have a fundamental right to pray there. Mm. Very innovative idea, uh, yes. And that is what made them give a date mm. to start hearing it. Mm. There again, there was people like Sri Sri Ravi Shankar, well-intentioned. But this compromise is out of the question. If there was any, any intention of the Muslim leadership to even think in terms of compromise, they would have agreed long time ago because of Masjid. Yeah. It's not an essential part of Islamic religion. Right, 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 right. And in the Muslim countries, they demolish it, sure. shift it and so sure, on. Sure, sure. They should agree right away. Sure. So when there is a strong stand, winning or about to or prevailing, uh, people with weaker stands often like to get ahead and claim the victory. That's right. Actually spoiling it for him. That's right. This is what's happened several times to you and also That's sometimes right. to me. That's right. So this is what's, what That's has right. happened often. You are, you are yeah. if left to yourself and given support, That's you're right. out to win That's for right. us. That's right. But somebody else wants to get credit. Right. He's not as strong, but That's he wants right. to get ahead. Moreover, all those people, the new people around Modi, the social media types and so on, technicians, they were very insecure about those in the past who were meant to Modi to rise. We may agree or disagree with Advani, but Advani really stood like a rock for Modi. Otherwise, Modi would have been expelled a long time ago. Hmm. That was the mood the Vajpayee was in. Um, people, intellectuals like Monu uh, Nalapath, uh, who worked day and night to give him his perspective on international issues and uh, also in providing him vital information uh, by the wayside. So people, Hindu, good Hindu intellectuals felt used and uh, yeah, made thrown away. Uh, and there are people who are not hardline Hindus, but they worked very hard, Ram Jitmalani. Uh, Arun Chauri, I don't know what work he did because most of it was, it was uh, bilateral with him, with uh, Modi. I was used to see him whenever I went to meet Modi, sitting in the outside room. But uh, I don't know what he did. But he too is bitter. Uh, 
Yes. And has a as an audience. As so, a, do you feel there's a uh, lack of merit-based allocation of responsibilities? Merit-based and gratitude. Oh, people with more gratitude. So, do, no you, gratitude. do you feel also there is a kind of uh, reluctance to bring in those who are considered too smart because they may, yes, be, they, anyone, they may be a threat? Anyone who has a standing of his own, like I have, who has, uh, who can go around the country, address meetings and people would come. Go around the world. Yeah. I mean, you have very high recognition. <laughs> yes, that's right. So, they are dangerous. And uh, intelligence people, uh, bureau people, friends of mine, and it would say that you are one of the most watched men. Your, uh, my Twitter following, which is written now to about 7.6 million, uh, is commented on in internal discussions. How does it, how does it happen? Because especially mine is 100% genuine. Right, right. There's no padding. Right, right. Uh, so. Uh, th these kinds of things. So it's uh, uh, for me the issue is BJP must be in power because the alternative is terrible, and uh, it doesn't matter if I don't get anything. Uh, the only reason I am a member of Parliament is because that was a promise made to me in the Lok Sabha election, when at the last minute, Mr. Jetley threw a tantrum, and I was after I had started working. And every announcement was made that I'm already the candidate from New Delhi. And that 82% of the party's workers had wanted me. That was also published. Because of his tantrum, it was uh, thrown away. Of course, Mr. Jaitley himself lost the election when everybody was winning. But I don't know what hold he has. And he has a veto on practically everything. Maybe now it's waning, I can't say. But uh, this way, a, a gap was put in and Modi started dealing more and more with bureaucrats. His cabinet meetings began almost like as if a school principal is conducting a class, you know, or a, or a staff meeting. Uh, these are some of the things that has gone against him. So, do you feel that uh, the uh, Modi Sarkar as it currently stands is the winning team is the real solid team of India or, or how do you feel about the well, team we, as such? You know, see, our Indian people today are, can be, by emotion they can still vote for us and Modi. Hmm. Take for example this last minute at the RSS uh, ultimatum, the dismissal of the Kashmir government. There is such a transformation, hmm. not enough to say that we have covered all the lost ground. But already, just this one step has uh, suddenly energized our people. People want strength, yes, not weakness. That's they right. want decisiveness, not That's right. vacillation. That's right. I mean, they want somebody standing for principles, standing on firm ground, willing to take the risk That's in right. order to That's fight right. the good fight. Now, for instance, tomorrow Modi brings in an ordinance and gives the land of Ayodhya to build a temple. There will be dancing and. Uh, jubilation in the country and we have into you know winning our our winning will becomes almost certain yes what do you think of the jnk fiasco i mean we seem to have uh, climbed up the wrong tree then we couldn't admit that we made a mistake we made it even worse yeah people without any political experience like who i wouldn't like to name names okay. they are personal friends of mine okay but no experience in, you know, in politics, international affairs, so many. Kashmir is actually a, almost a crucible for a lot of, uh, you know, complex 
international trends and the thing, and the way to deal with it. So these novices essentially went there, all the glamour office there, which I've never seen before they got, and they were also charmed by beautiful ladies of Kashmir. Um, so um, I think uh, they thought this is a great, uh, I think you see when you mistake propaganda for substance, as a substitute for substance, you're bound to have a fall. And I think in Kashmir, we have fallen because we mistook that if we have a Muslim-Hindu uh, combination, this will give us international reputation, this will, uh, you know, unite the country, all these, um, uh, these unrealistic ideas, uh, they, they took hold. Do you think there's a weakness, I mean I noticed but I want your view, there's a weakness yeah. uh, to kind of go for uh, people of international repute rather than people of substance? No, there's an international repute also, people who have worked against you. Take this Arvind Subramaniam was the economic advisor. Mm. One year before he was appointed as chief economic advisor, he wrote an op-ed in uh, Business Standard stating that uh, Modi is a mediocre leader and, and, and his Gujarat experiment is a flop. And then uh, as a, you know, he was also a research associate or something in, in one of the drug floated uh, research fund, uh, 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 institutes called say, uh, Peterson's Institute. And he appeared uh, in, on, before a US congressional committee as an American. And when the senator, uh, congressman asked him, how do you deal with this in India, which is so obstructive about uh, our drugs coming into India? And he said, well, you have to uh, take the hard line and you have to beat the hell out of India in the WTO. So he's both sides. And, this, and he says, we Americans have to do it. And then he comes here and becomes. And you see his last step, he says, I haven't did my resignation to Mr. Jetley. Jetley was not even finance minister. <laughs> so, I mean, they, this is the kind of people. So, the same thing with Raghuram Rajan. He was putting, uh, building up some kind of a Romeo more than he was going on raising interest rates. And that means either you are doing it deliberately or you don't understand the Indian economy. The bulk of our employment and output comes from small and medium industries. And for them, this is a kiss of death. You see, uh, raising interest rates means they'll uh, wind up and they, they didn't, they have wound up. And so much unemployment is because of that. So he ought to have, uh, he has no Indian connection. He goes from cocktail party to cocktail party. And uh, you know, they're all cooing, all these uh, uh, ladies who um, frequent cocktail parties, they go cooing. Uh, in fact, most of them are very abused about me because I was, I'm considered as a man responsible for getting him kicked out. Uh, but uh, the, the, the hard line and the intellectual uh, Hindutva Vadis, they were all sidelined. Mm. And that's a uniform feeling. So, so the RSS must be upset. Upset, he's upset, but RSS is in a dilemma. Because we, we, don't, don't, uh, we, don't have that. we don't have an alternative. Ah. So it could be that you are, your alternatives are bad and worse. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Nobody wants the UPA back in power. Yes, 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 yes. So I think, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a strange dilemma. So do you feel there's a lack of 
transparency in the power structure because we officially there is a certain power structure but something is happening behind the scenes. Absolutely because there is hardly any meeting. I am a member of the national executive. And when the BJP national executive. BJP national and that's the policy making body. And uh, when uh, the GST was come up I, uh, I was told that uh, you know there was an announcement made that Jetley will speak on it. So I sent a little chit saying that I would like to uh, move an alternative view for the members, which is normally admitted, agreed to, especially when a person like me uh, does it. But uh, I found suddenly they changed the announcement and said uh, Jetley will only make a statement, but there will be no discussion. And um, uh, agenda items would be taken off the moment I showed interest in it. So it's basically speeches. Parliamentary party is also only speeches. And so the policy making, decision making is some kind of a hush hush backdoor operation? Yes, yes. Nobody so you as a BJP senior nothing, leader are not part of it? I know nothing. I know nothing. They just announce it. You find out when everybody else finds yes, out. Yes, everybody else finds out. Yes. That's really a shame. I mean, yeah. that's really a shame. That's right. Yeah. So, okay. Now, now you had mentioned a while back on another subject, uh, you had mentioned a while back that there are some threats to Modi. What are these? Are these external or internal? That we hear Modi has two kinds of threats. One is there is a feeling in the people who have lost power in 2014 that he, uh, he must be removed. In fact, it was shocking to see Mr. Manishankaraya telling Nawaz Sharif in a televised uh, program that please help us remove Modi. So, I mean, uh, Modi is, uh, is, is, is a hate figure for these people. Uh, the second thing is that the, there are some officials who were with him in Gujarat who think that we should run the show. They ran the show in Gujarat. But India is too big to be run mm. like that. So they have uh, any alternative set of officials coming up, they strike him down. For mm. example, uh, we have a very brilliant investigator in the Enforcement Directorate who is making life of Chidambaram hell. But they feel that this guy is dangerous, he will be out of our control. And so they conspired to defame him. It unfortunately didn't work because I came to his rescue in the court and showed that all this, uh, these reports floating around against him are all bogus. But they were ready to let Chidambaram go free, but they don't want this guy to get a piece of the cake. Mm. Or at least position himself in such a way that he becomes another force. So I have identified four people, uh, the finance secretary, then uh, one of the, this number two in the CBI, uh, two officers of very senior rank in the prime minister's office, who control appointments and so on. Mm. So these four ensured that nobody except who they approved would get any appointment. So there is a lot of uh, cartel behind That's the right. scenes. That's right. What's your overall assessment of Modi Sarkar? Better than UPA, yeah. no question about that. Uh, it's a much more civilized government. There's nothing sinister about this government. Uh, there are a lot of foolish mistakes, but uh, that's okay. Um, but um, I would say that uh, it requires a very small 
course correction to become a major transform a major renaissance government of the country and that means import talent give autonomy and implement your agenda yeah both bjp and rss need to bring in talent in senior positions not just from within that's but bring outsiders that's right i mean any organization will become yeah. very fossil yeah. and sterilized yeah. right if they only promote from within that's right. that's because right. then you never get some innovation i give you a short example don't be embarrassed uh, i said we have a tested person the whole world recognizes the man has changed the narrative completely give him a chairmanship of a textbook committee because what we really lack is textbooks a textbook on our history and culture which should become a required text in our schools and colleges depending on volume 1 or volume 2 that sort of thing and uh, almost everybody said ha ah, uska to naam bahut hai you know but it never got to and because the bureaucrats had blocked it we have to have strong ministers who tell the bureaucrats where to get off i hope you enjoyed today's talk if you have any questions suggestions or feedback do write to us on infinityfoundationpodcast@gmail.com this is your host karishma saying bye bye for today see you next time